When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. John White, WebMD's Chief Medical Officer and host of the Spotlight On series from WebMD's Health Discovered podcast. For this special two-part episode, you'll hear up-close and personal journeys about being diagnosed with a rare type of cancer, multiple myeloma. I started in myeloma nearly 25 years ago. And at that time, the average expectation of life in someone with myeloma was maybe one to two years. But even just in this last 10 to 12 years, we have doubled, if not tripled, the average survival of patients. I saw a new patient this week, and we had this conversation that based on what we've done over the last decade, my expectation is that patient's going to live more than 10 years. Listen to Health Discovered on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Coach Steve Show podcast. 
Before we dive in in today's episode, please make sure to hit the like button and the subscribe button on the Coach Steve Show YouTube channel. And follow the uh, podcast wherever you listen to your podcast. It can be found literally anywhere. Please follow it, rate it. I know on Spotify they just came out with a new rate um, edition, I guess you would call it, on there. Where you can go give it a uh, star review, kind of like what they could do on Apple. So please, if you could follow it, rate it, review it, be a friend, tell a friend, like and subscribe to the YouTube channel. It would help out the algorithm, get some more eyes and ears on the podcast. I appreciate it so much. Thank you all for whoever does that. Podcast is brought to you by the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network. If you go to bellyupsports.com, check out all the other stuff they have there. Uh, different um, blogs, articles, podcasts, shows, everything like that. Anything for anybody is on there. So thank you, Belly Up Sports, for allowing the podcast to be on there. We're going to dive right in. This is a continuation of Spider-Man No Way Home. Sorry, Logan, if you end up listening to this, I have to talk about it. Uh, me and Logan do our Geek Corner. Uh, told around with the idea of making that its own type of podcast. I've not really reached out to Logan, you know, everything like that. But we have our Geek Corner segment. This is just a variation of the Geek Corner segment. Me and Logan have discussed of doing it after Christmas. You know, Christmas is just a couple days away. So I apologize to Logan and, and, and anybody that is fans of Geek Corner, you know, the, the small amount of listeners. Uh, but I have to get this off my chest. It's, it's a great movie. I need to talk about it. This is a warm-up to Geek Corner. Helps me get ready for Logan. Logan is my entertainment expert. But spoiler warning, if you, it's been a week. So I figure this has been enough time to get people out there to see the movie. Uh, I did a spoiler-free one, uh, and it was really tough to do without giving anything away. So I figured, you know, weeks gone by, they should have been able to go see it. So warning, spoiler, 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 spoiler for Spider-Man No Way Home. If you have not seen the movie, do not listen to this. See the movie, then come back and listen. Or maybe if you haven't seen the movie and you want to listen to this first, great. But just like, you know, spoiler warning for Spider-Man No Way Home. All right. Are they gone? Is everybody gone? Okay, good. This movie was amazing. It was probably top five best Marvel movie of all time. I'm going to come out with short segments of the podcast, I think. Me and Logan talked about it, but I want to kind of give my own reviews of the movies. Um, like maybe, you know, do three to five. Say like this is my bottom one and move all the way up to the best. This has to, and leading up to Doc, the next one, which, the next movie I think is Doctor Strange. Top, it's top five best Marvel movie of all time. And it's probably the best Spider-Man movie of all time. And I know there's some Tobey Maguire people out there saying, oh my God, you can't say that. You know, and I said this in the spoiler free one. If it's not the best Spider-Man of all time, it's going to have to be number two. It's up there. The only thing that's not fair about this is there's so many villains. You have Doctor Strange. You have this tie into the rest of the MCU. So is that not fair that the Tobey Maguire ones? I don't know. But again, I had to go into this movie saying this is a Spider-Man movie. I'm a huge Doctor Strange person. I'm a huge Benedict Cumberbatch person. So going in, I knew Doctor Strange was in it. I wore a Doctor Strange shirt. But I knew this was a Spider-Man movie. This is a Tom Holland movie. These guys are just around uh, to help the movie out a little bit. But it's top five best Marvel movie of all time. It might even be even top three. You know, depending on who you are, I know Logan has Black Panther up there really high and Guardians of the Galaxy and all that. I have Infinity War is the best one. I have Endgame probably. I think it was top two or three there. This is up there with them as of right now. 
we'll get to another movie coming out at some point. But top three to five best Marvel movie of all time. Probably the best Spider-Man movie of all time. Right now, we're, I'm going to go through each part of the movie. I could talk about each thing as a big whole, but then I just, I'll keep circling back to it. So I kind of want to go down literally how the movie went. If I skipped something, I apologize. I went through and typed up everything. I have notes. And I could talk about everything as a whole. Like, okay, we're just going to talk about Tom Holland and Spider-Man. But it, it would come back around. So since it's going to come back around anyway... I'm just going to go down how the movie goes and give my thoughts and feelings at the time. What I like about the movie at the beginning is it literally picks up right where Far From Home ended. We ended Far From Home. I think it was either at the very end or a credit scene. Uh, you know, a video comes out of Mysterio saying, you know, he had put those pieces together. He was messing around and said, you know, the Spider-Man, it showed that Spider-Man was killing him or was about to kill him. And then says... I'm revealing, you know, Spider-Man is Peter Parker. And Peter Parker comes on, and so then the world kind of knows it. It kind of ends with him going, what the F? And that's kind of how it ends. Then COVID happens, so we really didn't get a lot of, you know, other things. Um, took us a long time to get to this movie. Um, excuse me, I'm just making sure I get this one name right. Uh, and then it ends with the movie of Far From Home. And then it shows Jonah Jameson, um, you know, showing him. And now he's from the original Spider-Man. You know, he's he's from the Tobey Maguire world. And we already kind of knew going in, especially when we've got Loki and all that stuff of the multiverse. So when you saw that, it's like, is, did the multiverse already open? Is this happening? Uh, and the timelines... We have no idea, and we'll get to that later, but it shows him saying, this is Spider-Man, and that's kind of how, you know, and it starts off right where that picked up, so it shows uh, MJ and this crowd, you know, they're like, are you Spider-Man's girlfriend, are you Spider-Man's girlfriend, and they're like, touching her, he comes down, and the woman, like, like shoves Spider-Man, like, trying to get his, you know, Tom Holland and Peter Parker trying to get his mask off, and he doesn't push her, he just kind of puts his hand up. She goes, he pushed me, he pushed me. And how crazy that, that Spider-Man in this movie relates to real world stuff. Like that is like your Karen. That's like the real world thing of like make it, you know, you know what I mean? And I won't go too much into that, but it starts off right left off. He's swinging through. He gets on the phone with Ned. He's like, dude, dude, dude. And I am on record saying that the Spider-Man movies, you know, the homecoming and far from home were not, are not my top Marvel movies. I don't even know if they were top, my top Spider-Man movies. After re-looking at them right before this No Way Home, I think Homecoming, I'm going to have to rank it a little higher. I like it more. But what I like about it is Ned, Peter, and MJ, these actors and actresses, how they work together. Like that to me just worked perfect. Like, dude, dude, dude. Just great, great acting, great stuff. Uh, you know, then he's swinging through this, the, the city to get home, and there's Happy and, and Aunt May. He, he comes in, they're breaking up, they walk in saying, oh, just practice safe sex. Like, it didn't bother them. Like, I didn't see anything. And he's trying to ignore the fact that there's helicopters outside. They're following him. People know he's Peter Parker. And then things start to crumble around him, you know, because what's different about uh, people knowing who Spider-Man is at, compared to, like, Iron Man and Captain America is... They're adults. So like when Tony Stark said, I am Iron Man, one, he wanted them to know when he came to that moment. Two, he's rich. He's able to do a lot of things. Three, he's an adult so he can handle it. We got to remember, I know Tom Holland 
is you know an adult, but he's playing a high schooler, and this is for a high school kid. But then on top of it, to show this, we all know Peter Parker did not kill Mysterio, uh, you know, or want like to execute him or anything, or did not order this hit. The the hit of like to eliminate was talking about the robots and Stark with the glasses. If you've seen, you know, No Way Home or Far From Home, sorry. Um, so it looks a little, you know, that's where it hurts, you know, and then people are like, oh my God. And then, and then because at the time when Tony Stark said, I'm Iron Man, you know, in the 1940s when they knew, okay, Steve Rogers is Captain America, Thor was Thor, didn't matter. Um, the difference is like, they were not the ones that, yeah, they saved the world, but it was before that. Spider-Man has fought with that against Thanos. Spider-Man was fighting with Tony Stark and Steve Rogers in Civil War. So they know, so it's escalated. But then you got the the police involved and saying because of maybe killing Mysterio. Mysterio had, you know, uh, had the presence of being a hero, which we all know was fake. It was all um, a fake world, you know, a digitalized world. And so I really like how it picked up. It started off hot, and some people don't like when movies start off like boom, 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 you know, like Infinity War started that way, started right with Thanos. Um Endgame started a little slow, you know, to build up to that, which I think people like the intro to that. And you thought you'd get something like that here. Nope, they came in hot and heavy, and it was boom, boom, boom. Loved it. So then you kind of see the legal stuff. You know, they bring uh, MJ and Ned and Peter and his family in for questioning. The be- one of the best ones is Ned, like, when he walks in and says, so what did you think when MJ told you that uh, Peter was Spider-Man? Whoa, 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 I knew he was Spider-Man. Like, that type of interaction... I love him. I love Ned. You know, at first watching, when I first originally watched the Spider-Man's not a fan, love him now. So you knew there was legal troubles and there were some leaks online to this movie about uh, Matt Murdock, you know, plays in Daredevil uh, being in here. He was from the Daredevil show on Netflix and the Marvel world. And that was one of the big questions was, are these shows going to start making their way into the Marvel world or the MCU? Excuse me, are they going to make it into the MCU? Are they in the same timeline? Is it a, like uh, a different universe or whatever? Uh, so I, I recommend, like me, um, I had seen, you know, most, some of Daredevil, never watched, like sat down and watched the entire thing, but you've seen pieces of it from all these shows. I'm going to go back and rewatch the shows. I recommend it because this, you know, they're at home. He's at Peter's home. You see, you can hear somebody on the phone sits down, and it's it's Matt Murdock. He sits there, and like I, the only time I've ever been part of a theater where the theater erupts was Endgame. I, I, I didn't see Infinity War in the theaters, but in Endgame, when he said on your left, and everybody showed up and said Avengers Assemble, theater erupted. The theater did not erupt like that, but they were like, "Oh my god!" and they clapped and cheered. It was Matt Murdock. It was leaked online that he'd be on there, but I have to be careful what I see because I've seen leaks before for movies. I've seen different things like a trailer or like a video from something, and it's never been in the movie. So take that with a grain, you know. So I, it didn't ruin it for me. It was more like when I saw, like, okay, it was true, but it wasn't like, oh, I already know this is happening. But he was on there as a lawyer, and, you know, he says he clears up all the legal stuff for Peter, but then warns Peter and warns Happy saying like, okay, they're looking into Stark Industries because of the machines that were used around Mysterio. There are, there are some things missing. And so you are going to need a really good lawyer because they're going to come after you because you were like Tony's, one of Tony's best friends, you know, the bodyguard. And so they're going to come after you. 
you know, then looks at Peter and says, you know, yeah, the legal troubles are over, but the public perception is something that I can't change. You know, it's something you're going to have to deal with. And then the brick comes through and he catches it. And everybody is like, you know, Aunt May and, and Happy are like, how did he catch that? And Peter is kind of like, something's up with this guy. And that's where he's like, how did you catch that? And he goes, I'm a really good lawyer. And so now we have Matt Murdock in the MCU. So it's either we're going to see him in future things. We're going to see him maybe, I don't know if he'll get his own movie. Is he going to be, you know, an Avenger? Is he going to be a dark Avenger? Are they going to bring the Defenders back in? That's why I recommend everybody go back and revisit the Netflix shows. Like I am, I'm going to go back and revisit, try to watch each one from start to finish. I've re- I've seen Daredevil stuff, so I knew who Matt Murdock was. I'm rewatching Daredevil first just because of this, and I'll go back and watch uh, the rest of them. So I recommend that. So he's in the MCU. It's yet to be seen or heard if he's going to be in a show, a movie. Is he just going to be, uh, you know, not a cameo, I guess, but is he going to be just a part of it like a Civil War movie or like in this movie with Doctor Strange. The sad thing is we never see him again the rest of the movie. You know, some people thought, he, you know, we should see more. He That's that's the last we've seen of him. But it, it, it's, it shows that he'll probably be in the MCU or at least clarifies in the Daredevil show, spoilers, where they make references like the very beginning because of rewatching it, uh, some of the bad guys, the mob saying like, oh, if you, you guys got beat up with a guy in a mask, Oh, if he had a you know a metal suit or a swinging hammer or something, so they're referencing Iron Man and Thor. So it kind of all they always hint at these are in the same world, but it's never been proven. Uh, so this has brought him into the MCU. It was great. The theater erupted. Um, it is hard to tell how much time has passed during this whole movie. I will say because we start off with. There's a little bit later scene where you could tell it's been Halloween. Uh, so we don't know how much time has passed. We know that Far From Home, I think it was about seven or eight months after Endgame or after the blip, uh, you know, when everybody was brought back. And so we think it's around the same timeline as Hawkeye. Uh, and we'll get to that later. I know Hawkeye, I think, is about five months after No Way Home, like from the beginning of the movie, not the end. And we'll get to that. So it's hard to tell. I just want everybody to know when you're watching this movie. It is hard to tell. Like as, as months go by, is it a couple weeks? I assume it's a couple weeks because of legal troubles. That's probably how much it takes. Um, it's already right from the start. It's fun right from the start to finish. You know, with the joke, serious situation. It's just a real fun movie. Um, then, you know, Peter, they have that public perception, you know, especially when the brick comes through. So, he and that may have to, you know, leave home and they go live in the, you know, spiritual oasis with Happy. And you get the nice scene with Peter and MJ talking on the phone. Their dynamic as, you know, actor and actress are great. You know, they're dating in real life. So that connection, the improv- improvisation there uh, works really well. Then they have to go back to school, you know, and they're it's split. You know, you have half of them showing that Peter's the devil. You know, how do you, we believe Mysterio was being like, we believe Mysterio. Then he goes into the school and the principal and everything has the shrine set up. The PE teacher's like, we know what you did. I would believe Mysterio. And so now Peter has to deal with high school. Now you're Spider-Man. You got phones on you. No matter what you do, it's going to be filmed. Again, this is leaning towards what's happening in real life. In real life, there's more cameras. There's more smartphones. They're filming people. It's real. Like, this is stuff that actually happens. So it's crazy how No Way Home really brought that together. Uh, you know, and then they have the scene on the roof and Ned and 
uh, Peter and MJ are talking about like, okay, we got to go to school together. They want to go to MIT. They're going to apply to the same backup schools. And then we have the montage. Um, it was great to see Dummy. I believe that's what they call him, the machine from Iron Man 1 with the you know, machine that really wouldn't listen to Tony or operate right. Um, he's living with Happy, which was great. And then Peter, when he's trying to clean out his Spider-Man uniform or his I get, uniform, his costume, uh, you see this box from Stark Industries, which kind of shows like, okay, Happy did take something from Stark Industries because Tony probably wanted that to not fall into the wrong hands, whatever it is. Um, so you go through the montage of Peter getting mail from colleges and not getting into them. And then that you get this scene that MJ, uh, Ned and Peter, you know, they get the MIT letter. Uh, they go to where MJ works open at the same time. And now we're starting to see what, uh, Matt Murdoch was talking about. Public perception is going to hurt them and they don't get an MIT. Ned reads and says, due to what, you know, paraphrasing here you know due to the um recent events uh you know they cannot um you know look at their application at this time or consider it and so mj and ned are suffering because of just knowing peter just knowing that he's spider-man uh because regardless if the legal trouble is over regardless in court they say he didn't kill mysterio some people may believe it some people just don't want to be associated with it so ned and mj are now suffering but what's great in this movie is they say they wouldn't change a thing so they believe in peter they believe that he is a hero they want they love being friends with him they love the relationship so they they believe him and but peter being peter always wants to help people always wants to uh you know put others before himself and then I think as a Flash Gordon comes in, you know, dances with the MIT thing, <laughs> kind of funny. He, I didn't like that character in the other movies, but this one seemed pretty funny. I think they brought it back to where they could relate to to the audience. Uh, so, yeah, they don't get an MIT. You know, you're starting to feel the pain. And Peter, this is where you saw in the trailer. Peter looks up, and you could tell. This is why we. It's hard to tell how much time has passed. You know, I recommend trying to watch No Way Home or Far From Home. I keep saying the wrong thing, far from home, to to figure out, like, when did that trip take place? Um, since it immediately picks up right after how much time passed and far from home uh, to now. He looks at the decorations. There's Halloween decorations. MJ's been asked to take them down. So you're, I'm get, you're guessing, you don't know how long the legal troubles took. You're guessing maybe a month, a couple weeks. So is it October into November? Uh, did this stuff happen in the summer and months because school started? You know, who knows? But they have the decorations up and Peter looks up and he sees like, not a witch or something, I don't know, just, you know, whatever it is. And this is where in the trailer he gets the idea of, let's go visit Doctor Strange. So Peter walks to the Sanctum Centaurum. Uh, so it doesn't take long to see Doctor Strange, you know. I have no idea about how long it took. Because again, I said in the spoiler free one, this is a movie where you're not going to look at your watch and say, oh my God, how much time has passed. If you look at your watch or you look at your phone to see what time it is. You're going to be like, oh my God, it's only been 20 minutes. It's only been a half hour. Or like, oh God, I still got an hour and a half because this is a two hour and 28 minute movie. Like when you wake up before your alarm, if it's like five minutes before your alarm, you're pissed. If you wake up and you go, oh my God, I have an hour. This is fantastic. That's what it was. So I can't tell you how long it took, but it didn't seem that long till we got to go see Doctor Strange. Now again, I'm a Doctor Strange person. He is going to play a big role. And going into this movie, swirling, 
swirling theories. Is this really Doctor Strange? Is this Mephisto? Is it whatever? So you got to watch the movie, be the judge, but it's it's on our seats to see Doctor Strange because we got the premise of the movie. In the trailer, it shows like Doctor Strange makes a spell. Uh, something goes wrong. The villains come out. It's the multiverse. Uh, then we get a trailer where it sh- you know you hear Doctor Strange say hey, the spell you botched. So did Peter mess it up? But then you know like it shows maybe Doctor Strange messed it up. Who knows? Well, I know, but at the time you're like, who knows? But it doesn't take time to see Doctor Strange. So Peter, you know, goes to Sanctum Sectorum. We already knew that there'd be snow, and then it shows Wong, and he goes like, you're the most famous person in the world. We get it. Uh. And then Doctor Strange shows up and, you know, then we find out Doctor Strange is not the Sorcerer Supreme anymore. And Doctor Strange says that Wong, because Wong got it and he says he got an technicality because Strange was gone for five years. And so this is something to pay attention to when you hear this. Is it going to bother Doctor Strange and everything else? And so in the trailer, it kind of gives us the impression that Peter immediately goes to Doctor Strange and says, can you make it to where nobody knows that I'm Spider-Man? Well, that's not the case. We find out Peter comes up to Doctor Strange, who they have a nice interaction. I think Benedict Cumberbatch and Tom Holland worked well together in this movie. Uh, I think they feed, fed off each other pretty well. I think they could, you know, they just worked together. I would love to see more screen time with them, but I know this is a Spider-Man movie, not a Doctor Strange movie. It had the same type of vibe as uh, Homecoming with uh, Tony Stark, uh, you know, and and Peter Parker. But he, the first thing he does is ask Strange, can you go back in time to make sure and maybe change, you know, Mysterio that to change him, he didn't, to not tell anybody that he's Spider-Man. And one of the questions after Endgame, and we weren't 100, we never really got this answer in WandaVision, Loki, uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Uh, Thanos destroyed the Time Stones uh, are the Infinity Stones in Endgame. You know, he, he snapped them and they're gone. So one of the questions was, are they still in the MCU? Are they still in our current timeline? Now, Loki showed them in the TVA where the TVA was like, yeah, these are paperweights. So they didn't matter. So Strange tells him, like, Peter, you, you know, he goes, you know, we, I'm paraphrasing, you know, we we mess with the, the flow of time and and now you want us to go back and do it again just because your life got messy. And, you know, and then it shows more of how Peter Parker is saying, it's not my life I'm worried about. It's other people's, you know, Aunt May's getting affected. Happy's getting affected. Ned and MJ are getting affected. So it's not about him. And, and Dr. Strange, you know, you know, he's hard. And he goes, but I don't have the time stone anymore. So this answers the question that the time stones are, or the infinity stones are gone in our current timeline. So from when we watched when the first movie came out with Iron Man and you go in that order, they're gone. And so that kind of answers that question, you know, when Peter is, you know, kind of, you know, he's disappointed and thinks he wasted his time. And so this to me right now tells me this is Dr. Strange. It's just not another character because he, you could tell in the face, he does feel bad. Um, so again, Marvel changed what happened in the trailer because in the trailer, it kind of gave us the impression that Peter was asking this question and he didn't. Um, Wong comes along and says, you know, like people forgetting and says something to Dr. Strange and Dr. Strange says, Wong, we could go, he talked about the spell 
that could make people forget. And then so it was kind of Doctor Strange that came up with saying we could make people forget that Peter Parker is Spider-Man. And Wong says you can't cast that spell that, you know, goes into, you know, dealing with world, dealing with time. And then Strange comes out and says we've used it for much less. He goes, you remember that, you know, party at Kashmata? I said the name wrong. And he goes, no. And he goes, exactly. So, you know, he's proven that this is a safe spell that they've used it before. And it's strange because it's weird because Doctor Strange has to look at Wong and say, kind of get permission because he's the Sorcerer Supreme now, and Strange isn't, which is strange. And in the and so then Wong goes, just just leave me out of it. And, you know, walks through a portal because he's doing Sorcerer Supreme stuff. This could be him leaving to go do the scene that we see in Song Chi. This could be him going off and doing something that we might see in Doctor Strange too. Who knows? But he goes off. And so Strange looks at him and smiles. Marvel does a great job of making the trailer one way and what happens in a movie another. Like in Infinity War, for example, it shows the Hulk running with everybody. But then we, we, we know we don't see the Hulk after he gets beat up by Thanos. So in this, in the trailer, it made it, made it look like Peter asked him to forget uh, that he's Spider-Man. But then... Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash teamready. It shows, you know, you know, Strange saying something and Wong saying, don't cast that spell. And, you know, Dr. Strange goes, fine, I won't. Hops in and he winks at him and then goes and does it, which gave us the impression that why is Strange acting recklessly? Is this Dr. Strange? Is this Mephisto? Does Wanda have something to do with it? Because Wanda apparently was a tee off to Dr. Strange too, which we'll get to in another podcast episode. So it shows that this is going to be a safe spell or everything. You know, so... Uh, the spell, you know, Strange is starting to do the spell, you know, and says, like, you know, we're going to make f- that people forget Peter Parker's Spider-Man. And then he's, you know, it's really cool. They're down there and he goes, and they shot an episode of, I can't remember what he said, you know, they shot of, uh, you know, an episode down here in the 80s. Uh, it's a really cool place. And these were the leaked videos that we saw. We kind of knew when we saw Peter in this place with, like, old brick walls that this has something to do with strange and he gets the spell right and he goes nice knowing you spider-man and he starts doing it and peter goes well what do you mean and he goes i'm gonna make everybody in the world is gonna have to forget peter parker spider-man and he goes including myself and while he's making you see like the line go around him he's doing the spell and peter goes can't some people still know and strange he goes that's not how it works and so peter pleads a case of um some people need to know, like, 
can MJ know? And it was, you know, this is where they worked well together. Ben Cumberbatch, Tom Holland. Can my girlfriend still know? And he goes, well, it depends. Is she your girlfriend just because you're Spider-Man? And so then he creates and says, okay, everybody except, you know, that and, and MJ. And then, uh, you know, what about Aunt May? It was crazy at the time I told Aunt May. And so he creates and says, okay. And then he goes, Ned. He goes, what's a Ned? And so he makes it to where Ned knows. And, and then he goes, what about Happy? And, you know, what about other people? And then then as this is going on, Strange is like, I'm annoyed. And, uh, and then it starts shaking. Everything starts going on because Strange is starting to cast it. And Peter's talking and it's changing. And the spell becomes too big. And then... Uh, we get to see what happens with the spell and why it gets messed up because Strange is trying to accommodate for Peter. Peter is talking too much. It's changing it. So it is Strange's fault, but Peter's fault. And then we get a glimpse of the multiverse because when it breaks open, you see this purple and you see these figures. And we saw similar things in Loki when Loki and them finally got to uh, uh, him and Sylvie, Sylvie where, where they go and, and you see the timeline and the color of it. You could tell this is the multiverse which we got to see in Loki. Uh, so it breaks open. Strange then is able to contain the spell. And it, so this is where, it, to me, I'm laughing. He goes, you change my spell. You don't change my spell. He goes, you and then he, or he goes, you change my spell six times. And then Peter goes five times. He goes, you change my spell. You don't change my spell. And one thing you've noticed in a lot of the movies with Peter Parker is they do kind of treat him like a kid. Because Strange makes a comment. After everything we've been through together, I keep forgetting that you're just a kid. And I think sometimes they, like Iron Man tried to do that in Homecoming. They kind of treat him like that in Civil War. Uh, they kind of, not, not kind of in Far From Home, but not really. But then again, in Infinity War, like, you know, you're a kid, go home, don't be here to help. And he had to say, you know, I can't be the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man if there's no neighborhood. And so they kind of do pull the kid card on him a lot. But, I mean, he fought against Thanos. He's done a lot of things. Is he really a kid? Uh, so Strange is like, I contain the spell. You know, look, Peter, I'm sorry you didn't get into college, but if you've talked to admissions and you plead your case to them and they still reject you, there's nothing that anybody could do. And that's when Peter goes... I could call. I could just call them, and that's where Strange gets mad. And uh, you can tell when Strange is mad at somebody because right before the spell happened, you know he's, you know Peter comes in and calls him sir, and he goes, oh please, you know we fought halfway around the universe together. We fought against Thanos. Please call me Stephen. And he calls him Stephen. Oh, that's weird. I'll allow it. That did make it into the movie. So they're down there, and he goes, Stephen. He goes, call me sir, and that's when he calls people by their name so that he could tell and then if he calls you by your first name like when you could tell when he, the interaction with him and Tony Stark in Infinity War right before he gives the time someone he kept calling him Stark when he knew Tony was going to go die and you know we get the famous line like we're in the end game now and then at the end where he goes Tony there was no other way so like he's you could tell when he's tolerant with you uh so with P Peter, he was calling him Peter, and then now he's like Parker. So when he calls him Parker, he's not too happy. So when Peter's like, I could have called college admissions, and that's when Strange goes, you didn't call them? He goes, you didn't think to call them before you asked me to brainwash the entire world? And he goes, well, when you put it that way, and then slam. 
Uh, so we get our first glimpse of Doctor Strange, kind of what's been going on with him. One thing I am confused about, and we might get this in a different movie, Doctor Strange says there is no Time Stone anymore, there is no Infinity Stones, but he's still wearing the Eye of Agamotto, where it just held the stone, but he's still wearing it. I don't know if they're doing that just because he likes to wear it. Does it mean something? I know in the comics it does mean something. Maybe we'll get something later. You know, that's that's just the thought I, I saw. Um, on my notes here, I love the interaction with Spider-Man and Doctor Strange. Uh, you know, in a way, I was kind of hoping that at this moment we see Doctor Strange kind of be of a, not a father figure, but kind of like an Iron Man figure to him for, that we saw in Homecoming and a little bit in Infinity War. Uh, so one of the things that I've heard about people that have seen the movie, the people that have seen the movie, I went and listened to different podcasts or try to read things because after you see the movie, you know, you're allowed to go read that stuff. They think, and we get to it a little bit later, it's strange acting weird, you know, because of the trailer and the theories around it. I don't see him acting weird, but one thing I will say with Dr. Strange, and I'll probably say it again later on. Everything that's come out with Marvel ever since Endgame is showing characters or showing the world and how they've handled Thanos, how they've handled uh, the blip, how they've handled being gone for five years. So you have to, I mean, I mean, really look at it. Uh, the first one to come out, uh, even though I know it's considered phase three, was, you know, far from home, how the world dealt with it, uh, what's been happening a little bit. That was a little glimpse into it. WandaVision, perfect example. How did Wanda handle grief? What's been happening there? The characters around, like they, they bring up, like it was said before, like you don't know what happened in those five years. Uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, especially when they talk about money, when they talk about people just come back and they go back to try to be normal what it was five years before. Uh, when you look at Loki, and that's a whole different aspect. So a lot of these stuff, besides like Song-Chi, because... You know, we don't really know when that takes place. We don't know if that was before the blip. I, th I think it was after. Uh, but it just showed a lot of the main characters that we've been around, like how they handle things. We don't know if Doctor Strange is acting weird in this movie, and you guys think that, see that? We don't know how he's handling it. And we may not know it till we get his movie, exactly how he's handling it. Because remember, he had to go see all those different, you know, f you know 4 million, 14 million, 600, you know, 605 and he knew Tony was going to get killed. Like, the whole time, the whole fight and endgame, he knew. Because remember, Tony asked him, he goes, if I tell you what's going to happen, it's not going to happen. So how is he dealing with that? How is he dealing with all of this? How has his life changed? Because, remember, he had a love in his first movie. So there's just things. So if he is acting weird, maybe he has a right to because we don't know how he's dealing with everything. But then Peter, you know, has to call Flash and... Say, okay, I'll swing you to class for a week if you help me talk to this lady that can help talk to admissions and MIT. So poor Peter has to have... I love the uh, um, authenticity that Marvel can have because Peter in every movie is not a rich kid. They live in New York, live in a small apartment with Aunt May or Uncle Ben or whoever, or whatever movie you're watching. And so he shows up on this bridge, uh, still wearing the, the Spider-Man iron suit that he got. But with the technology being taken away, he doesn't have the face scanner, so he's trying to find this lady on the bridge in the car on her own. And he's wearing this wrinkled shirt, this wrinkled, you know, suit thing. Now, when you get on this bridge from the trailer, we're all looking at the bridge. I know everybody in the theater was like, I remember hearing somebody in the theater going, oh, it's the bridge, because we know what's going to happen on the bridge. 
some villains are going to pop up. So you're in the theater, you're waiting. Goes up to this lady, just knocks on the door and says, like, don't be dumb like MIT. MIT's dumb. And it just shows how Peter is in there. He says, I'm, I'm more concerned about Ned and MJ getting into school. So it just brings it all back that he cares more about other people than himself. And then his spider senses start tingling. This whole movie, the spider sense was amazing. You get glimpses of it at times, like hair sticks up. But this, his spider sense is just, you know, uh, out of this world. And then you, when that happens, everybody literally like sat up in their seat and was like waiting because we know what villain is coming. And then all of a sudden you see the metal arm at tentacle come up. And then it's Dr. Otto Octavius shows up and he goes, Hey Pete, he goes, hello, Peter. And everybody starts cheering. You know, we get the villain from Spider-Man two. It is fantastic. So we know that when something happened with that spell, the multiverse opened up into that world. And I love how Peter's like, hello. And then he goes, what'd you do with my machine? The one that absorbs the sun. And Peter's just like, well, we'll help you find it. And then you get this amazing fight scene uh, with Octavius and this Peter. Uh, it was a great fight scene. Every fight scene in this movie was just on par. There was no bad one. It was not too much or took too long. Some of these, Sometimes in Marvel, you have a fight scene go on for five or ten minutes. This is not. You know, it took just a couple minutes. You know, Octavius, he's, he's swinging the big cement uh, circle thing, swinging at Peter. Uh, Peter's able to save some people during the whole thing. Um, but this doctor, you know, Otto Octavius, when he made the comment of, what'd you do with my machine? Uh, so you're trying to figure out where, did, which part of the movie did he enter from in this multiverse? Uh, and so they're having this great fight scene. Peter's able to save the woman in the car, able to save a family. But then Octavius gets him. I mean, he really actually won this fight. You know, he was ready to stab Peter. Uh, but when he does, uh, you know, he like rips off and you see the nanotech go on to Octavius' arm. And this is the picture that we saw in the trailer where, and the and again, swirling theories. Did he, get a, did he get a hold of Iron Man's suit? Did he put it on? Well, it showed like this nanotech just got on there and you're like, oh, did this make it powerful? Did he just absorb it? How could this old technology from way, way back when in a different universe absorb it? And then when you went to stab Peter, you could see the, you know, it moved the machine down to block it on his chest. And all of a sudden it was like a Bluetooth connection or it's like connected to new and he was able to control Octavius, you know, this new technology can control the old one. Uh, and it just goes, I'm going to keep bringing this back because I don't think people did it enough in these movies or like people don't talk about it enough is Peter is more worried about others. So he controls Octavius, you know, wraps him up. He's able to control the arms because like the, I call it the Bluetooth connection. It was like new device pair, just like a cell phone. He goes to the woman and says, Ma'am, ma'am, are you okay? Are you okay? I hope you're okay. We can still get you to your flight. Uh, and she goes, I'm going to talk to them about your friends and you. And he goes, no, 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 it's not about me. Talk about them. Don't talk about me. It's not about me getting to school. It's about them. And she goes, I'm going to talk to them about those and you if you keep your nose clean. So Peter just trying to help people uh, is fantastic. It keeps coming back to this a lot in the movie. But to a fault, and we'll get to that where maybe I get annoyed a little bit. And then Peter's trying, you know, talking to Octavius, like, whoa, 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 like, 
where are you from? Or not, where are you from? He has no idea about a universe. He just goes like, you know, what's going on? And then the next part of the theater erupts is you see a pumpkin bomb roll up. It explodes. And then you hear the laugh. And then you see Green Goblin from the first Spider-Man just come rolling in. You know, and you hear the ha ha, I like the evil laugh. He's there. And, and then you think you're about to get your second fight scene. And then you see them vanish right back to do, to the Doctor Strange lair is what I call it. Uh, and I'm glad that because you just had this great fight scene with Dr. Uh, Octavius. And then to have a fight with Green Goblin uh, and Osborn. I, I just wouldn't have been the right thing to do. But it was great. Like the theater, you know, erupted when we saw that because probably the greatest Spider-Man villain of all time and William Defoe when he played it and that Spider-Man movie was just knocked it out of the park uh, and then we start to learn you know we're back to Doctor Strange uh, you know Strange uh, brings him in and he goes up to Peter and he's got blood on his face and um, and, you know, and then we get the you know the line of "Be careful what you wish for Parker and then when he's calling him Parker he's not happy with you uh, and then you see Octavius locked in this magical thing, like a kind of like a prison cell, but you got the wall, like a magic wall in front of him. Uh, and so then, Strange, you know, Peter's like, "What happened?" And you know, P- Strange basically has to explain when they he goes, "When you botched my spell, uh, you know, it opened up like the multiverse, you know, it opened up universes and people that know that Peter Parker is Spider Man are came into the universe." Because the spell got changed so much, and when it opened it up, people that know that Peter Parker Spider-Man came in, and that's why you saw Octavius, and we saw Green Goblin. Then you see Lizard, the Lizard, <laughs> jump out, and Strange said he had felt a presence. He wouldn't fought the Lizard, able to capture him, and so people that know that Peter Parker Spider-Man are coming into the universe, and so that's when Peter Parker goes, the multiverse is real, and Strange gets a line of, you know, like, the multiverse is something that we know frighteningly little about, and we've, you know, messed with time and and space and, you know, the universe with the spell. Uh, and that's when Peter goes, I saw another one. It was like a flying green elf. And he goes, well, he sounds jolly. Uh, you know, and Peter, it, or Dr. Strange is like, I've got to figure out how to get the spell so we can get them back to their own universe. Uh and so Strange gives Peter, you know, this thing where he could shoot at people and get him right back, you know, into the thing. Uh, so that way he doesn't have to fight anybody. He could just immediately do that, get them back to the Doctor Strange lair is what I call it. You know, get him in there. Um, you know, the one thing I wish, you know, at this point of the movie, when you listen to people, they say, is Doctor Strange acting weird? Um, is it jealousy for not being the Sorcerer Supreme? This is something to keep in mind as you're watching them. If you're listening to this before the movie, if you've only, I've seen it twice, so if you've seen it once, maybe this is something you're thinking about at the time, or maybe go back and think about. Um, is it still, because again, I'll get to this later. So one thing I wish we saw was, why didn't we get the fight scene with Doctor Strange and the Lizard? I think that would have been fun. He just, oh, I fought him. You know, he's holding his ribs and stuff like that, like it was a tough fight. Uh, I wish we would have saw it. And that's when Peter goes, all right, I'll help you. This is my fault and I'll fix it, but I'm going to need some help. And that's where we get Ned walking. I can't believe I'm in the sanctorum. And strangely, like, neither can I. And Ned goes, you know, our family says we got magic and everything else, you know, and I've always thought that. Um, And this is where, again, the trailer had changed. 
in the trailer we get where, uh, you know, Doctor Strange says, you know, scour the internet and Scooby-Doo this crap. And that's when MJ was like, you know, this is partly your mess. You know, and I can think of a couple of words that start with the word please. And he goes, please, Scooby-Doo this crap. Well, that completely changed. You know, Strange is walking up the stairs. Ned and MJ are talking to, to Peter and goes, okay, what happened? And Strange goes, he messed up a spell trying to get you guys into college. Uh, because Peter already told them, like, they're going to talk about MIT. So they're all excited and talk about the spell. And that's when, you know, Strange is like, no. The big thing is, you guys have found zero otherworldly beings here. And we're wasting time and everything else. And he goes, so get out there, scour the internet, and Scooby-Doo this shit. So it just completely changed from the trailer. Except for an MJ, you know, I could think of a couple words starting with the word please. Then it goes to Strange and he goes, please, Scooby-Doo this shit. And so he takes off so that way he can figure out how to get the spell to work to send them back to their universe. Um, This is where Peter figures out. So in the trailer, we get this like black suited spider-man and we think it's like a magic suit from dr strange no he had like this goo on the front so he figured out like if i take the cover off or turn it inside out it's this so he can wear it uh, and they find out there's a presence um out there so he's gonna go find it. they think it's um you know they say it's the flying you know goblin or we know it's a green goblin he's calling it the flying elf but we're slowly piecing together where they've left in their universes because Osborne says, I had Spider-Man, you know, by the throat, and then he was just there. So we know it was near the end of Spider-Man 2. He's very, this is, how the, so we're figuring out where that came from in the movie. And then on the bridge, Octavius had said, you know, Osborne, because he knew, because remember, he comes after Green Goblin, so he knew who he was. Everybody figured out who he was. And so he tells Peter, like, he can't be alive, he's dead, so either that's not Osborne, or you're out there chasing ghosts. So it's getting, everything's starting to piece together at this point. At this point, you know, you're probably halfway through the movie, um, going out there, and we think it's going to be Green Goblin, because they said there was somebody flying around. So when Peter's out there, all of a sudden you see electricity, and we get Electro from The Amazing Spider-Man 2, and... You know, it's real funny. Peter shoots the thing at him, goes right, you know, the magical beam to send him back to Doctor Strange. Goes right through him, they get a tree. So Electro's there, they're around all the wires and everything. Then at the same moment, you get Sandman pop up and he goes, hey, Peter, it's me. And so now we're figuring out where, when he says, Peter, it's me, don't you remember? Because at the end of Spider-Man 3, you know, they they get along, they help each other. So that's probably taken near the end of that time of that universe. And then he helps Peter uh, go after Electro to unplug the electricity. And then we get Jamie Foxx back as Electro. Now, the only downfall and some things you're just going to have to accept in a movie is Jamie Foxx looks different. He doesn't look like the nerd from The Amazing Spider-Man with Andrew Garfield. You know, and he's out there and he's funnier, like he has wittier comments. So maybe because when he came into this universe, it changed him a little bit. It's amazing what happens when it's not just Sony doing it. No offense, Sony. When they get over to the MCU and Kevin Feige and then those guys, how these, how he got a little better, I'd say. We'll, we'll get to Green Goblin in a second. And William Defoe. He goes, what, are we just going to pretend I'm not butt-ass naked? 
And so they get him close, and he zaps him to Doctor Strange's lair, uh, zaps the Sandman back to the lair, and then Peter has to stay and help put things back together. And then in the trailer, you know, we see a broken uh, Green Goblin mask. And so we finally get to see William Defoe. He's covering up the... uh, 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 What he flies on and uh, the jet thing that he flies on. And he has the mask hanging up on the dumpster, and it shows finally shows William Defoe shows his face and his split personality. The goblin talking to him, calling him weak. They could take over, and he goes no, and he takes a rock and slams the mask. And I think this was the MCU and Kevin Feige's way of saying, okay, that mask is old school. That's early two thousands. We are going to let William Defoe just act this out. And what I loved is that William Defoe, I believe at the age of sixty six, said he was not going to come back unless he could do his own stunts. And I'm so glad that they did that because he, I'll say it again, he stole the movie and villains with this acting in this. And he wasn't going to come back just for a cameo. He wasn't going to do a Matt Murdock or anything like Daredevil. He wanted to come back in and have a role. And he did. And this was the first sign of it saying, we're just going to let William Defoe act. So we get that moment of, okay, no more mask. Um, And then he takes off, you know, and then Aunt May goes, oh, he's here. And Peter shows up. And this is where some of you that don't know the old school Spider-Man is. You have Green Goblin and Dr. Osborne split. And so he has split personality. He has the Green Goblin in his head. Sometimes it is Osborne. At this moment, it becomes a debate of they're in there. They're talking. And Osborne is like, my business here doesn't exist. My son's not here. Like, nothing here is the same. You know, I'm in this world. I'm in this universe. So what do I do? How do I get through? And Aunt May, you know, tells Peter, like, you have to help. And Peter goes, no, no, this is not my fight. We got to send him back to their universe. And she's telling him, like, oh, it's not. What do you mean it's not up to you? Like, this is what we do, that we help people. And so she's kind of in his ear of we've got to help them and everything else. And we all kind of know, like, you ain't helping these villains. Listen to Doctor Strange. So he gets Osborne to to the lair, and then we get a reunion. You know, when we that we I don't think we ever saw in those movies where Octavius is like Osborne, and Osborne's like Octavius, and so we're slowly figuring out where they came from in their universe. Green Goblin had to come, you know, before obviously he died. Uh, Octavius was coming near the end of Spider Man Two. Um, Electro said, you know. He was beating Spider-Man, and then they put the thing on that he was going to become pure energy. Then he came there, so it was near the end of the Amazing Spider-Man. Uh, Sandman came near the end of Spider-Man 3 because he was helping. Don't know what part of the lizard came from, but, you know, it was there. And then we get Strange back. Uh, Strange, you know, he goes, oh, good, you got another one, puts him in there. And then we find out that... Uh, they all die. And Peter goes, what do you mean they all die? Octavia said, you died. And Sandman goes, yeah, it was all over the news. You were impaled by your glider, uh, killed by Spider-Man. And then he tells him about Octavius, like, and you too, like you, you drowned and you died from fighting Spider-Man. And then Electro told the lizard, like, yeah, you died fighting Spider-Man too. And so they find out that they all die in their universes. So when Strange comes up and puts him in, and Peter and he goes, we're going to send him back to the universe. I figured it out. Uh, P- 
Peter's like, Strange, like, we can't, you know, we're going to send them to die. And Strange goes, it's their fate. You can't change that, you know, like, it's their fate. That's what's supposed to happen in their universe. And when we send them to the universe, like, it's kind of like that's theirs. And so this is where, when people had said, this is where Strange is acting weird. Why is he, like, okay with death? But you have to think, you know, spoiler about when you watch the What If show. The What If. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Uh, it was said the what if is going to come back around and it's going to mean something in the MCU. And I think this is what they were talking about because in the MC- in what if in the Doctor Strange episode, you know, Doctor Strange, spoiler, um, and the what if tried to go back in time and change an absolute. He was trying to make it where they, for, uh, Christine to not die because in that universe Christine dies so that's what I'm curious to see in Doctor Strange 2 and we'll get to all that later on but he tried to change where she wouldn't die and the ancient one has to show back up and say you can't change that and it showed different ways he tried to change it and so this is where time travel is a little weird because in the end game we learned like if they took an infinity stone it's going to branch off and create this other world and everything else, this other universe. Then we learned about the TVA, so we're getting a little confusing here, but in What If We Learned You Can't Change an Absolute, Strange is saying it's their fate. Their death for a bigger meaning in the world means very little. Like, it means more for the universe if this is what happens to them. And this is where Strange has the, you know, he has this box that we've seen pictures of, has the spell contained. They're yelling for, you know, Osborne's like, Peter! And Strange is about to send them back to the universe. Um, And then we get, you know, Peter takes the box. And, you know, then we get this fight between uh, Spider-Man or Peter Parker and Doctor Strange. Uh, Kind of a fight, kind of a, you know, catch me if you can. Uh, This is where they're wondering if, why is Strange acting so weird? But I think if you think back to the what if show, Strange is thinking, well, one, this is one, it's, it shouldn't be our problem. We should have just send them back to their universe. Two, they're villains. So something has to happen anyway. Three, he understands that they have to, things have to happen in certain timelines. Like things, there's a flow of time. Where things have to happen for the greater universe, which he told. Um, 
So at this moment, you know, we all know as fans, like the Tom, like this Peter Parker, you have no idea what these villains are capable of, especially you're, we're all kind of waiting for green goblin to show up. Cause we know right now it is probably Osborne. We're just waiting. We know. So this is where I got annoyed with Peter. Like Peter, what are you doing? Uh, then we get this little, you know, catch a mouse, uh, or cat and mouse, you know, he's trying to run from strange and it's not going well. Strange has the portals bring him back. Uh, and it was kind of funny where he put, you know, sent a spirit out of his body and he was trying to get the box, but it was moving. And he's like, how is this happening? Uh, and then we get, you know, Peter trying to run. And so strange is trying to catch him. Uh, so Sprite, we get this, you know, great, not a, it's kind of a fight scene, but kind of not with this scene with Dr. Strange versus Spider-Man. Uh, Strange is basically not trying to hurt Peter. He's just trying to get the box. Um, then we finally get a scene where, you know, like in the original Dr. Strange, uh, where we see the buildings moving around, looks like geometry pieces and cubes when they're in the mirror dimension and, you know, he's learned how to move it. So when he, you see the flip and you get the music kind of like we got from Dr. Strange, uh, you know, they're flying through the city. Then we see the train come in. The train is, I think is a Easter egg of, uh, it was the first or second Spider-Man movie with Tobey Maguire, I believe. Um, and that's what Peter's like, what is this? He goes, the mirror dimension where I'm in control and he's able to move things. And, uh, Strange is trying, I think Strange is trying to scare Peter at this moment. Like, look, we're in this mirror dimension. I can do anything I want. Um, you're not running from me. I have these portal, the cape and all that. And Peter's like, Strange, we can save them. We don't have to send them to die. And Peter, you know, is trying, and he's trying to tell Peter, Everybody that knows Peter Parker, Spider-Man's coming here. And if the spell gets broken, they're all coming here to this universe. And he goes, I, we got to try to save them. We got to try to fix them. He's talking about curing them. Uh, and, you know, Strange says it's their fate. You can't change that more than you can change who they are. And uh, Peter's like, I have to try. And so they're trying to go after this box. And and Peter's like, oh, look at this world. It's geometry. I'm good at geometry. And so Strange finally gets the box. Peter pulls this jump these these things back together he ties up strange able to get the thing and then he hops into the portal and just kind of leaves strange in that mirror dimension and the portal shuts um and then he's like oh no, 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 no. i fought dr strange and i totally won one annoying thing i hate that they do with benedict Cumberbatch character and dr strange and sometimes he's really really powerful and sometimes he's not and what I mean by that is, now I understand in the original Doctor Strange, you know, he's new in the mystic arts and everything. Then you get to Infinity War. Infinity War was like split, where in the first fight scene in Infinity War, he does okay, but then, you know, he gets choked and he passes out. Then they get to, I am going to die on this hill. When he fought Thanos, and Thanos had four of the Infinity Stones, I believe. Yeah, he had four of them. He held his own more than Tony Stark, more than all of them, more than Thor until he got the hammer. Like he held his own against him, and he had he has a confidence to him. You know, like I love Infinity War. You know, when he goes, when Thanos is like, still he accomplished his mission, and Doctor Strange is like, you may regret that. He just brought you face to face with the master of the mystic arts. So he has this confidence to him. He held his own. And, you know, maybe he didn't fight fully because he knew what was going to happen and he knew the way it was going to have to work out. 
I don't know. I am going to die on the hill saying that if Doctor Strange went against Thanos without any Infinity Stones, Doctor Strange would win. Uh, that's just me. And so I hate how they make him sometimes powerful like that. Um, and then sometimes they don't. And then like in Infinity War or Endgame, pretty powerful. You see him like pick these guys up and slam them. He's able to control this dam breaking of the water. Like So he seems pretty powerful. So, but... I think he was pulling punches. I think he was just trying to scare Peter. He didn't want to hurt him. He was just trying to get the box. But So Peter has this moral compass in his head. Pretty much tells these villains. I think they respect Peter. They said, you could have left us here to die. Why didn't you? And he says, I think I can help you. I think I could get you back to being good guys. You know, it seemed like something happened to you guys. Where you guys were good guys and now you're not. Which is kind of true. And then basically says, like, you know, if you're not coming with me. Basically saying, if you don't come with me to help you, then you're going back to your universe. And if you go back to your universe, you're going to die. So it's like, join you or die. So Peter's in quite the pickle. Sends MJ and Ned away. And then during this whole scene, though, you're going to have to watch. Jamie Foxx is just killing it with these one-liners. Absolutely funny. Um, up to this point, William Defoe is acting great. And then when he's talking about fixing people, we get the famous, famous quote from William Defoe. You know... I'm something of a scientist myself. And the, the crowd, you know, clapped. They didn't cheer, cheer, but they clapped. Um, so Peter brings everybody back to Happy's place. Um, shows this box. And it just had, it looks like a workstation that Tony Stark would have had. And it was basically they could create anything out of it. So if you're doing a science experiment to try to, you could create anything. So there's a reason why Happy saved that. He saved that probably because. It's one of Tony's prized possessions and, you know, all that stuff. And so he's going to work and so he's just trying to change people. And for me, I'm annoyed because at this moment. Like I said, this is a great movie. Uh, people are giving it 9 point five, a 9 out of 10, 9.5 out of 10, 9.8 out of 10. Some are giving it a 97%. I agree with that. That little 3% or 2% is this, like, Peter, what are you doing? Quit being an idiot. We know these villains, what's about to happen, kind of. Um, first one he fixes Octavius, which I love. This part I did like. Um, Change to where the tentacles are kind of controlling him and in, in his head. And he's able to get a chip to where they don't hear him in the head. And you see, like, those voices, they're gone. Great. So we see him turn to Peter and say, I'm grateful. How can I help you? Uh, so then they start working on other things. They give Electro this thing that controls all the electricity to try to get it out of him. Then, you know, so he's doing good things. And Osborne is helping him. You know, he's looking at Peter saying, this is amazing. The technology here in this universe is great. And you, if you ever want a job and you want to come over to my universe, I'll hire you. So it was this great interaction. Um, but in the back of everybody's mind is when is Green Goblin going to turn its ugly head over? And Octavius says something to Osborne saying, how's it feel, Norman, to be whole again? And then he gives that little side eye. And that's where he it's back like he's here like you know from poltergeist they're here that's what was happening and then this part the spider sense from peter he's walking around the apartment looking around the sensors are going off and i'm sitting there thinking he's here he's back and he turns the spider web to to osborne and then he goes 
then the acting of William Defoe to bring back Green Goblin and the facial expressions where he doesn't need the mask just knocks it out of the park. He deserves an award for this, just being that. And that's where he was like, you know, I can't remember every phrase, but he's like, um, Norman's not here, honey. And, you know, like the way he talks is just fantastic to bring Green Goblin back. And that's where he was like, we don't need to be fixed. God's take and convinces everybody in that room to go after Peter. Aunt May runs with the technology and then we get this fight scene. And this fight scene is brutal. Brutal. Uh, Lizard escapes and is causing havoc. Uh, Sandman escapes. Electro escapes. He takes the reactor that from like Tony Stark's suit that was powering this thing, takes it. So now he's going to become more powerful. Then you get this big fight scene with William Defoe and Tom Holland. And William Defoe said he was not coming back to this movie if he could not do the fight scene. And this fight scene in the hotel was just brutal. Punches after punches, blow after blow, knocking down the floor after floor, you know, moving down the hotel where the condos and everything. And William Defoe, you know, basically telling Peter this Spider-Man in this world, same thing as Tommy McGuire's when he was in there. Pretty much tell him, like, you're too weak and, and everything else, and you've got to take it, and you know, and everything else. And then they then we get I send the spoiler uh, free one, it's gonna pull at your heartstrings, and this will pull at your heartstrings. Uh, they get down to the very bottom, Aunt May's there, you know, Osborne is on top of Spider Man, you know, saying, you know. He's trying to kill him, and Aunt May stabs the quote-unquote cure that was supposed to cure Osborne. He goes, ugh, didn't work, and grabs Peter and says, you know, I'm going to help you. And then you see the jet glider coming, and Aunt May stand there, and it just crashes into Aunt May. Uh, and then he gets on the jet thing, and he goes, Peter, Peter, Peter. And he, and he goes, um, pretty much saying I was going to help him. He goes, and you'll thank me later. Throws a you know, the bomb at May, Peter, you know, gets in front of it. And, uh, this is where Marvel, you know, pulled one out from under us. And May gets back up and Peter's like, are you okay? And she goes, yeah, I just got knocked down, hurt, but I'm I knocked down. And, uh, Peter, you know, says like, I'm sorry, you know, I shouldn't have helped them. And she goes, you're sorry. And says like, no, no, you're doing the right thing. And he goes, I should have listened to strange. And I'm sitting there going, yeah, you should have, you dumbass. Like, don't listen to her. Uh, but then I felt bad uh, after this part, and then she gives she gives us this, the, the line that we have not gotten in the Spider-Man world: "With great power comes great responsibility." And you ha- like she says, "You have a gift. You have a gift for helping people." And says, "With great power comes great responsibility." And the you know theater clap that knows where that came from. But then she lay, you know, she's like, "I just gotta catch my breath," and she lays down. And this was a. Almost as sad as Tony. Not quite, but this was pretty sad. Peter sees blood on her, and she goes, I have to catch my breath, and then we get Aunt May's death. Uh, you know, and other ones. Some people thought maybe the Tony Stark would have been like the Uncle Ben death for this Peter in this MCU world. We get the Aunt, Day Ma- uh, Aunt May death. And this is the point where I said, Tom Holland acts pretty good, but this is where we see Tom Holland like we've never seen him before. Uh, police show up. They even shoot him. 
And just the look on Tom Holland's face of how pissed off that he made Peter Parker look. To, uh, Tom Holland just acted his ass off. And so it shows a little bit of Peter's dark side. And then we get, you know, uh, the report, you know, after that of people going after. We get Jonah Jameson back on there saying, like, wherever Spider-Man goes, um, havoc ensues and everything else. And this is foreshadowing something that we'll get to near the end that I didn't see coming. I told you this movie's going to go the way you thought it did, and it's not going to go the way you thought it was going to go. From the trailer, we've already seen that. Then, you know, poor Peter just losing Aunt May. Had this brutal fight scene with Green Goblin. Uh, All the villains are gone from this other world. Doctor Strange is in a different world that's going to help you. Because think about it. Uh, When he goes, I need some help, and he's with Ed and MJ, who's going to help? You know, he has Doctor Strange, and that's it. Thor's gone. Guardians of the Galaxy are gone. Uh, I guess you could go to Hulk uh, and Banner, but... You know, that's he doesn't know anything about Sang-Chi. Uh, doesn't know, I mean, didn't really know Wanda. So that's not something he could just go get to help him. And so at this point in time, I mean, after that happened, he's gone. Doctor Strange is locked away. Um, then here it comes. So we get Ned and MJ. You know, they see it on the news. They're waiting to try to find Peter. And now they have Strange's um, finger th- medallion. Can we talk about that for a second? Why does Doctor Strange need that to make a portal? That was one of the things, and uh, it's probably from the comic, but that's one thing from the original Doctor Strange movie that I did not understand. To try to make the the, the thing. So Ned needs it, and then, like, Ned was wearing it, messing around with it, and he goes, I wish we could just see Peter one more time. You see this flare. And so he tries to do what Doctor Strange does, and he goes, I wish we could see Peter Parker. Then you see a Spider-Man jump through, and they're like, oh, my God, like, who is that? Who is that? And then he takes the hat off. And we get Andrew Garfield come in. And so rumors were true. Andrew Garfield was in this movie from his amazing Spider-Mans. Uh, so Ned indeed can use magic. We don't know why. Then we get Andrew Garfield come in and they're freaking out. He goes, I'm Peter Parker. I came into this world. And I've been trying to find, you know, your, your Peter Parker ever since. I know there's villains out here. Then we get the great thing of like, prove it, jumps on the wall and she's throwing bread. Why'd you do that? Well, don't you have a spider sense? He goes, yeah, but not for bread. So this whole sequence from that point up until the end was just back and forth. And so Ned does it again. He goes, find Peter Parker, find Peter Parker. And then Tobey Maguire comes through. And so we get all the Spider-Mans. It's fantastic to see Tobey Maguire walk through and he goes, I've been trying to find your friend. Uh, and then he sees Andrew Garfield and they shoot webs at each other. And, you know, it's pretty cool. And so they're trying to figure out where Peter is, or Tom Holland's Peter Parker is. And, you know, they figure out, like, what's really cool is the parallels to these universes. So, one, it was just great to see Tobey Maguire back. Uh, it was great to see Andrew Garfield back. You know, his movies have been, haven't been gone for a couple of years. We haven't seen Tobey Maguire in Spider-Man since before 2010. So it's been a while. Um, so the whole scene sequence between MJ, Ned, and the two Peters were just fantastic. Um, but the parallels, you know, where Tommy McGuire's, you know, is like, you know, um, is there a place where he goes to just get away from everything? And that's when Andrew Garfield goes, you know, like, you know, he goes, uh, 
Empire State Building or Chrysler Building and everything else. So just the parallels. And then MJ's like, yeah, yeah, he does have a place like that. And so just the parallels between them is great. You know, like, oh, they all are different, but they're the same. They find Peter. And this is where you see kind of Peter's dark side starting to come out. And again, I think this is foreshadowing something in the future. And then he sees the two Spider-Mans. And so you, now we have Andrew Garfield, Tom McGuire, and Tom Holland, the three biggest Spider-Mans on the same screen together. Um, and then Peter's trying to tell them, like, don't act like you know what I'm going through because they're saying they're sorry about Aunt May. And he goes, don't act like you know what I'm going through. And he says that Peter's done. He's like, I'm done. I'm going to send them back to universe. And if you guys kill them, that's on you. And what I'm glad about is Tommy McGuire and Andrew Garfield come back and it's not a cameo. Kind of like William Defoe. They came back and they have a role. You know, then and it was closure for some of the unfinished business from those movies too. Because Andrew Garfield, you know, tells him like I lost Quinn who was his MJ and said like, you know, she was falling. He couldn't save her. She died. And it bothered him. You know, he went on to be Spider-Man for a while, but he got bitter. He wasn't pulling his punches anymore. He got pretty dark. Doesn't want him to see. So we're getting a older Andrew Garfield Spider-Man. And then we're also getting an older uh, Tobey Maguire Spider-Man where he said, you know, I, had a, I, I hunted down the guy I thought killed Uncle Ben. He got what he wanted, but it didn't make him feel better. Um, it's not going to make him feel better. It's not going to work what you're about to do because he was talking about – because then Tom Holland's like, I want to kill him. I want to rip him apart. And so they're trying to stop him. Uh, and they're, you know, going back and forth. And then, you know, you know Tom Holland's like, you know, with great power. And Tom McGuire's like, comes great responsibility. So you got this parallel. And then, like, she didn't die for nothing, Peter. And then we finally get, you know, the picture of the Spider-Mans, the cartoon, point at each other. We'll get that scene. Uh, all three Peters are going to work on a cure. So now they're all working on a cure. And we're all sitting there, I'm rolling my eyes like, please, you're not going to change them. But I start working on cures. And then then we get like Ned looking at Tobey Maguire like, so uh, do you have a best friend? He goes, I did. He died in my arms after he tried to kill me. And so Ned is like freaking out. Um, so then we start to figure out, you know, we figured out where... Andrew Garfield, Spider-Man, and his universe came from. And then they start talking, and Tony McGuire was like, yeah, I have somebody, you know, and we, we worked it out, you know, you know, with MJ. So he, we're getting an older Tobey Maguire Spider-Man as well. And then Ned goes, Peter? And they're like, yes. Oh, did you mean? He goes, uh, Peter Parker? He goes, yeah, we're both all Peter Parker, so we're getting the scene of, like, which one? Um, they get everything. The, the cures are made. And then also Tommy McGuire was like, I, I want to take care of Dr. Osborne. You know, I've been thinking about this cure a lot. Looked at Peter, the Tom Holland and said, we have to cure them all, Peter, because he wants them dead. Sorry, he wants them dead. Can't blame him. Uh, so then a famous line again with, uh, with Ned goes, and Peter, I promise I won't become an evil supervillain and try to kill you, which foreshadowing... So it's just great that we have Andrew Garfield, Tom McGuire all together. And then uh, Peter, you know, puts out a video to all the villains. They're on the Statue of Liberty. And we see with the Statue of Liberty, they're changing it. 
and it has Captain America's shield on it, which I thought was fantastic. You know, that's a little cameo there. So we, we've got uh, we got a little bit of references to Iron Man and Captain America in this one, uh, which is great, you know, because we're probably not going to see those characters again, at least. We'll never see Iron Man again, but may never see Captain America. We might see him at some point. So the interaction on the Empire State Building was great. You know, uh, I believe there was a thing where Tony McGuire almost didn't have Spider-Man too because he was messing around saying, oh, my back. So he stretched out. Oh, my back. Andrew Garfield has to pop his back. And he's like, that's great. And then, you know, then the interaction with the web shooters because Tobey Maguire's comes out of his body and Andrew Garfield and Tom Holland's like, we have to create it. And Andrew Garfield is just like, what? You can make that? Wow. And then they're talking about, does it come out of other places in your body? So the interaction between Tom Holland, Tobey Maguire, and Andrew Garfield, I think it was scripted, but it was also like improvised. I think this is how they probably talk to each other in real life. And then Andrew Garfield's like, we know those are probably the worst Spider-Man movies. I didn't mind them, but they might be the worst out of all of them rating wise and he said man I'm so lame I had to fight a rhino and you know a lizard and you know because he got the different villains you know Tom Holland's character you know he got different villains but he's also in the MCU which is different than what Sony just pure Sony and you know in corporation with a little bit of Marvel what they had to deal with and then like Tom McGuire had you know Green Goblin and, and all that uh, so the, so Toby's like, well, hold on. Can we go back to this thing saying you're lame? No, you're amazing. Like, no, no, you're amazing. And so he's like, thank you. I need to hear that, but thank you. No, I want to hear you say it. No, I, I get it. Thank you. So it was just great to hear like, hey, you did a good job as playing Spider-Man. And after this performance for Andrew Garfield, we needed him as Spider-Man again. I think he's a better actor now than he was back then. And he was good in the Spider-Mans, in the amazing Spider-Mans. Um... Then we finally get the showdown, you know. Uh, um, I love how they're not cameos or a big part of it. The Captain Shield thing is amazing. That, you know, collaboration with um, all three of them on there was fantastic. And then we get the villain showing up. Electro shows up. Give me the box, Peter, you know, because that's what they want. They know that if, they, if that box is around, they can't stay in that universe. It will send them back and they'll die because it's their fate. And so they just want the box and Electro shows up. We get the conversation between Electro and uh, Andrew Garfield, Peter Parker. Uh, they're, you know, they're, and it's really cool. You're seeing them swing around, uh, but they're getting their ass kicked. And so one other cool collaboration was, you know, all of them were like, I thought you were Peter one. I thought I was Peter two. No, no, you're Peter three. And then Tom Holland's character is like, okay, I don't know how to work together. Well, Cause they're like, we've never worked together in, Tom Holland's like, okay, I didn't want to say anything before, but I was on the Avengers. And Toby Ware's like, the Avengers, that's great. What is that? Because in this universe, there is no Avengers that we know of. There is no other superheroes. There is no other this. And even Andrew Garfield, he's like, is that a band? Are you in a band? Hilarious. I started laughing. Um, so they work together and to see them swinging off each other's webs uh, then we get the scene in the trailer where it shows Tom Holland's character jump in front of Sandman, Electro, and the Lizard. And you see like the Lizard's head get hit, so you think they blurred out the other Spider-Mans. They did. They blurred him out. Uh, again, Marvel doing that to us. Um, was great. 
they start fighting then the cure start working so you know they cure um they cured the lizard they cured sandman and then we see dot ock come back and show that he's like a villain again and then helps them get the reactor off of electro and they're able to cure him um but during this whole fight scene Ned can't close the one on the portal, so the lizard chase after him, and then he opens up another one. And then uh, MJ and Ned, because they're protecting the box. And uh, so they're trying to uh, figure all that out. And so when Ned tries to open it up, we get Doctor Strange back. So we, we got him just enough. I like to see more... Um, because I'm a Benedict Cumberbatch guy, but Strange is back, and it's funny, he comes out, he goes, where is he? I was dangling over the Grand Canyon for 12 hours. Uh, gets the box back, and then the ring back, and he goes, they're like, but, but sir, 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 it's working. He goes, what's working? And he sees it, and he's like, well, I'll be damned. Um, then I love when he looks at Ned, and he goes, did you just open a portal? And he goes, yeah, and he goes, hmm. So now he's on Doctor Strange's radar, uh, but he's back. Um, they're curing people. They've got all the villains cured except for Goblin. He has not shown up yet, um, but Strange is back. He sees all the Spider-Mans, and he's like, what, what What? just happened? And, you know, Tom Holland's like, no, 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 we're doing it. We're doing it. And Strange is like, I'm glad you're doing it, but they still have to get sent back. This is done. Uh, then we get Green Goblin back uh, throwing the bombs uh, they, they have the mini fight scene with him. He takes the box. Um, they're able to get the box back. And when they, he had put a bomb in it, it explodes, and now the spell is loose. And when the bomb goes off, MJ falls, and we get this parallel from all the other movies. MJ fell in the other Tobey Maguire world, and Quinn fell in the Amazing Spider-Man. So we get this parallel that we've seen in the trailer where MJ falls. Tom Holland goes together, can't get him, then... So everybody in the theater is like, oh my God, it's going to happen again. Andrew Garfield jumps up, able to save her. And again, this is wrapping up parts of their movies as well that wasn't wrapped up. Um, him saving MJ was amazing because you know, she doesn't die, but it was heartbreaking. It was, are you okay? Parallels to what happened with him. And and he needed that. I think he needed... It, it hurts him that he didn't save you know, in his world, but this does help. Uh, but the spell is loose. Strange is trying to contain it. And then it, it, it just goes off. And the split that you see in the universe, again, it goes back to Loki. It looks exactly the same. The purple, the cracks in the sky were the same ones we saw in the Loki season finale. Uh, so now the multiverse is open. Um, and Strange is trying to close them. But it's open. Like the multiverse is here. And as it's opening, you're seeing figures. I think you see the Rhino one. You're seeing different Spider-Man villains. Some that we've seen before. Some that are from the comics that were popping through. If you watch the movie for the second time or the third time, you'll see the um, outlines of them trying to come through. Um, and then we get the showdown. And this is where, again, Tom Holland just acts amazing. We get Green Goblin again. Osborne versus Spider-Man. And, you know, he's poking at Spider-Man or Tom Holland's character like, oh, Peter, you're too weak to send me back to die. And Peter's like, I just wanted to kill you myself. And just the look on his face that Tom Holland's able to do just looks scary. And he knows he's like, that a boy. And they get this 
brutal fight scene, and you could tell he's fighting Green Goblin to kill him. The way he's punching him, he's going to kill him. And then we almost get another parallel, because in Tommy Maguire's world, Spider-Man gets, or Green Goblin gets, you know, stabbed with his glider. Peter picks up the glider to go after him, and uh, uh, Tommy Maguire steps in front and stops him. Now, during this time, Green Goblin has a knife. So as this happening, I think I literally was sitting there and I said this. I was like, he's going to get stabbed. And we see him stab Tommy McGuire's Spider-Man and falls. Uh, then they're able to cure Green Goblin. And William Defoe is acting just amazing. The way he's able to change his facial expressions and change on a dime of who he is, he was like, Peter, what have I done? So it just completely changed. His acting was amazing. So they save Green Goblin. Um, Tony Guire's fine. He goes, I've been stabbed before. And so we get all three Spider-Mans up. Um, but then they look up and they see the ver- multiverse is cracking. Strange is struggling. So Tom Holland has to go up and talk to Strange. And Strange is like, they're starting to come through and I can't stop them. Like he can't stop this multiverse happening. And uh, Peter... Tom Holland's character says, well, but what if you cast the spell? Like, what if we actually cast the spell? And he goes, what do you mean? And he goes, but what if we change the spell? At the beginning of the movie, the spell was, forget Peter Parker as Spider-Man. And then, you know, he's like, looking at Strange, they're only coming here because they know Peter Parker as Spider-Man. They know Peter Parker is. And he said, yeah. And he goes, but what if people forgot me? What if they forgot Peter? And so people throughout, you know, said that Strange is acting weird. This is where you could tell this is actually Strange, in my opinion. And Strange goes, no. You know, people that love you will forget you. And we, and he's talking about himself too. He's like, we will forget. And it was a sad thing, you know. He's like, we we will forget who you are. And he he was like, but would it work? He goes, yeah, it would work. But we, you have to understand people who love you. Like we all, we would all forget who you are. Peter. And so when he calls him Peter, you're like, okay, you're back on that side. And Peter goes, do it. I have to make the sacrifice to save the universe. And um, he goes, thank you, sir. And he goes, call me Stephen. And so that's where you know. And he was like, nice knowing you, kid, or, you know, so long, kid. And so Peter has to go say his goodbyes. He goes to the the two Spider-Mans, Andrew and Toby, and they get this big old hug. And then you get one final laugh. He looks at Toby McGuire and goes, oh, you're in so much pain, aren't you? He goes, so much pain. Um, Doctor Strange cares about Peter, you know, but he has to cast a spell. And then we get the sad scene, you know, pulls at your heartstrings. Peter has to say goodbye to MJ and Ned. And what's sad is the, the first spell was, just forget he's Spider-Man. They would know who Peter is. So Ned and Peter being best friends, they would have their memories of being kids and being high school friends. So it's just sad that uh, he has to say goodbye to that. He and MJ become a couple, you know, and then we finally get the kiss scene or whatever. And he goes, I'll come find you. I'll explain everything. And she goes, you better. I'll just figure it out. And so then we get the ultimate sacrifice from Peter. And Peter has to say goodbye. Strange cast a spell where people are going to forget Peter Parker at all. They'll know Spider-Man, but they are going to forget who Peter Parker is. The villains go back to their universe. Um, so it's just the music with and everything is just completely, completely and utterly sad. 
then we fast forward to where it's snowing. Peter goes to the coffee shop where MJ works. He has this little speech prepared. Um, then Ned walks in and they look at Peter. They don't know. They're like, you know, or she's like, how can I help you? And he goes, I'm Peter Parker. I want a coffee. Um, when Ned had walked in, he had an MIT thing on and, and MJ goes, oh, you know, engin- you know, fellow engineer. So it showed that they both got into MIT. So not knowing Peter got them to MIT, which is what Peter was trying to do all along, was trying to help them. And she had the, MJ had the scratch. And this is where it becomes even more sad is Peter sees that and says, are you okay? And she goes, oh yeah, whatever that was doesn't hurt anymore. And Peter, she goes, is there anything else? And Peter puts away the note and goes, nope. And I think because Peter knows, because what was foreshadowed was, who knows Peter Parker and Spider-Man, bad things happen. So he sees that and goes, I can't put them in danger again. If they, if they're able to figure out who I am, we're friends again, we, you know, we're together again, they are going to be hurt at some point. So Peter made the ultimate sacrifice for people to forget who he was, makes the ultimate sacrifice to not try to get Ned and MJ to remember who he is. So he made one of the ultimate hero moves and sacrifices for them in this movie. So it was just a great movie. And then then we get, and this is where the spell shows that it works. They don't know who he is. Shows him in Aunt May's grave. And Happy walks up and how'd you know her? So he doesn't even know who Peter is. And Peter has said, I knew him through Spider-Man. And he goes, me too. So they, they know there's a Spider-Man. They just don't know who Peter Parker is. And they don't know he's Spider-Man. Uh, so it's kind of like a goodbye thing to Happy. We'll probably see him again. Uh, but another thing with that. Then we get another sad moment where Peter has to get an apartment on his own. You see a book for the GED test. So he's not going to school. Um, you know, this does end Peter Parker's high school trilogy. Uh, then we see him make a new Spider-Man suit. And it's like the original, the the bright blue, the regular red, not the dark red, just looks like a classic Spider-Man swinging through New York in the snow. He's got the police radar, kind of like in the first one, they're listening to the police radar uh, to listen for Uncle Ben's killer. So just just stuff to give, you know, honor to the other Spider-Mans. Swinging through New York City with the, the snow. Um, and then that's where the movie ends. So this was a fantastic movie. Um, there are two credit scenes. Uh, we'll talk about... I'll try to talk about both at some point. You know, the first one was... At the end of Venom, let there be carnage at the end. It showed that they showed up in this universe. So that end credit scene shows when the spell got botched. Shows Venom. Then he disappears, but a little drop of Venom was left behind. And then the second uh, one was the Doctor Strange 2 trailer, which at the time I recorded this, the Doctor Strange trailer has been put on the internet. So people that have not seen the movie can see it now. So we got the Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness trailer. Looks that that movie might end up being better than this Spider-Man movie. Yes, I said it. Don't at me. It will probably be better than the Spider-Man movie, but that's my breakdown of this movie. Um, there will be another one where I talk about some things that we probably need to be talked about from this movie, but 
fantastic movie. Hope everybody enjoyed it. Uh, if you're able to see it or not, um, if you haven't seen it and you listen to this and you're like, I gotta go see it, you gotta go see it. Um, but thank you guys so much for listening to this podcast. There's going to be other Marvel ones. Logan and I will come back and do geek corner. Uh, I just have to get some of this on my chest and talk about it. Um, I'll talk about other things from this movie that are there consequences to some of this? Are we going to see some of this? I will do a breakdown of the Dr. Strange two trailer and discuss what is possible with that. Uh, but we gotta be careful with Marvel and their stuff, but go check out the Dr. Strange two trailer. It looks fantastic. Again, it might be better than this Spider-Man movie, but okay. Thank you guys so much for listening. This has been another episode of the coach Steve show. And until next time, I will see you later. Thank you guys so much for listening. $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.